Hey there, and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. We've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives, and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Are you ready for the word? Now you're gonna love the person that is preaching today because he's like a son of the house. He actually became or rededicated his life many years ago in the, what we're now about to move into the new building, what was the old building, back on Hartsey's Lane. My granddad who pioneered the church dedicated this man and uh, he's a Norwich boy and he is a faith-filled preacher. So Pastor John asked him to bring the message this week to lift our level of faith and expectation. He travels the world, but Luke Brendling and his wife, Lisa, and their two little girls decided to plant themselves here at Seoul. have been here for some time now because they love our church, but he's bringing the Word this morning. So I want to encourage you to lift your level of expectation, ready to receive a faith word. Are you ready into your situation? So can we stand please in honour of God's Word, in honour of this mighty man that's bringing it. And let's welcome Luke. Oh, come on, Soul Church, let's give God a hand of praise in this place. Oh, come on, let's praise Him like we mean it. The nine was fantastic, but I've got a feeling in my spirit that God's going to do something supernatural in this service today. How are you doing with your fasting? Give me a wave. How's it all going? Can I make a confession? Uh, I'm fasting sugar and puddings and that sort of thing. I've had a couple of wobbles this week. Those galaxy minstrels have been calling out to me. Anyone else like galaxy minstrels? Hey, pray for me. You know, pray for me. I need some prayer. But you know, before I get into it, let me, let me honor uh, our senior pastors, John and Chantel. I've known John all my life. And, uh, you know, we are blessed uh, to be under such great servant leadership in all they do, their vision for the church. We are a blessed church, but also we have Pastor Steve and Rachel who do an incredible job too. We are blessed. We are blessed. <laughs> I travel all around the world. I preach in different churches, small and large, different denominations. And let me tell you, what is going on here in Norwich is special. It's special. So thank God as you take your seats. Actually, I was at a leaders, church leaders conference this week. And I was having a discussion with a couple of these leaders. And they asked me where I was from. And I said, oh, I'm from Norwich. And this guy said, Norwich? Norwich? Not much happens in Norwich. <laughs> oh, come on now. I said, listen, there may not be much happening in your church or in your city, but in my church, we're about to step into revival in 2024. I said, I said why don't you come to the opening of our new building in five weeks' time? you might get saved. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. 
But yeah, Pastor John, he kicked off our brand new series last week, a New Year's Revolution, and he gave out a, a card with the 10 hallmarks. I got it here. The 10 hallmarks of a New Year Revolution. And he started on the letter, the letter R, which was receive the revelation of the grace of God. And he has tasked me today to speak on the letter E, E for expectancy. So Acts 5.12 says, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Oh, I don't know about you. I don't know what your expectations are for 2024, but my prayer is that by the end of church today, those of you in this room and those of you watching online, that you will be inspired to believe God for more, that despite the heartaches, the frustrations, the disappointments of 2023, my prayer is that you leave this place fired up and ready to go. Is anyone fired up? I'm ready to go. Good. Well, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into the Word. I'm just getting started. Eh? Father, Lord, we do indeed thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in and through this church, our church. And Lord, I ask today that as this word goes forth, the word that is living, the word that is active, Lord, the word that is alive, Father, I ask that every man, every woman, and every child under the sound of my voice will have an encounter with you. Lord, may hearts be transformed, may minds be renewed, may souls be refreshed. Oh Lord, we thank you. And a faith-filled church said, amen. amen and amen. Well, the title of my message is this, give it another go. Give it another go. Have you ever walked away from something too soon? Perhaps it was a career opportunity, a strategic relationship, a dream, Maybe right now you feel trapped in a certain area of your life. Your present reality does not match what was once your future expectation. And it is not necessarily down to what you did or didn't do. You put in the maximum effort. You had the right conversations. You worked hard, but the outcome wasn't what you hoped for. The doors did not open in the way you thought they were going to open. So you laid that thing down. You put those expectations to bed. You walked away and you moved on. Oh, if there's anyone in church this morning or watching online that feels like that, I am glad that you're here today. Turn with me, if you could, to Luke chapter 5. Uh, starting in verse 1, I'm going to be reading from the, the New King James Version. We're going old school today. How many of you read from the New King James? Oh, a few more than the 9 o'clock service. It's good. You can follow on the big screen. It says this. So it was, as the multitude pressed about to hear the word of God that he stood, this is Jesus, by the lake of Ginisarat and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. 
Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put it out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, and if you've got your Bibles, underline this, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish that their nets, well, net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. In Luke 5, Simon and his friends were exhausted from a long night's fishing. They had worked hard. They had gone through their usual routines to give them the best chance of catching some fish, yet they caught nothing. Experienced, knowledgeable, professional fishermen with zero to show for all their efforts. They were so done They were so over that night that the Bible says they were back on shore washing their nets. There was no expectation to go back out onto the water. And yet moments later, moments later, we see Simon and his friends bringing in a catch of fish so large that they couldn't contain the blessing. Oh, I don't know about you, but seeing a disappointing, frustrating, hopeless situation turn into a joy-filled, life-changing, miraculous moment is something I want to experience for myself. I want to know what happened. What can we learn from this text? How did Simon's situation turn around? What can we learn that can turn our situation around? And so I want to give you three keys, three keys that are going to raise your expectations to give that thing. And I don't know what that thing is, whatever you're believing God for. But I want to believe that you're going to raise your expectations to give that thing another go to give that thing another go. And so number one, the first key is this, is that you need to trust in God's timing. Giving it another go means trust in God's timing. At the start of every year, my wife Lisa and I, we pray and we believe God for a specific word or a verse in the Bible that that we can hold on to for the year. Amazingly, At the beginning of 2022, we both felt drawn to the exact same passage of text in the Bible. It was this story here in Luke 5, but in particular, verse 4, launch, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Do you know, for years, Lisa and I had been living in the south of England due to Lisa's job. She is a doctor with a very specific role. But our dream had been to to relocate back to Norwich. I'm a Norwich boy. In fact, I was raised in Taverham. 
Hey, give me a whoa, give me a wave if you're from Tavrum. You're all from Tavrum by the sounds of things. Great place to grow up. Well, I grew up in Tavrum and we wanted to come back. We wanted to be near my family. You see, Lisa works long hours. I travel a lot. We have two small daughters and so we need a bit more help from my parents who are here today. Eh? Who's grateful? <laughs> Who's grateful for good grandparents? Hey, thank you, Lord, for mum and dad. Hey? However, every time Lisa tried to explore a job situation up and around here, the doors wouldn't open. We prayed about it constantly for five years. Five years of trying, five years believing, exploring. It looked like nothing would ever open up. And so we laid our expectations down. But then we got this word. Launch out into the deep. Give it another go. Do you know the last thing you want to hear? When you've been trying and believing for something to happen, the last thing you want to hear is give it another go. We felt just like those fishermen. We knew the landscape of Lisa's work. We'd exhausted all of the fields. I mean, an opening in her field was virtually impossible. Only a miracle could change the situation, yet that was the word for 2022. To cut a long story short, Later that year, Lisa got a job in, in a hospital one hour from Norwich. We sold our house within three weeks. The, the, considering it was a, a bad time to sell, people actually said, oh, don't you wish you, you sold earlier? I was like, yeah, thank you very much. We would have loved that. It took a year. But we moved last year on the 20th of December, 2022. 12 months. And within that 12 months, there was periods of silence, unforeseen obstacles, days of doubt. But knowing that we are in God's timing and not ours gave us the reassurance that that promise he gave to us shall come to pass. Now, I don't share that story to brag, but to encourage you to encourage you this, that sometimes it's not that what you are believing for is wrong. It's more to do with whether the timing is right. Timing and trusting in God's timing is difficult. When we say a prayer, we want an immediate answer. When we throw out our nets, God do this, God do that. We want to reel in that harvest as soon as possible. So when that doesn't happen, it is easy to become discouraged, disappointed, and defeated. Do you know it's normal? It's normal to feel that way when you're so desperate for that breakthrough in your situation. However, it's in those times, it's in those times where we need to turn to the Word of God and remind ourselves what God says. It says in Jeremiah 29, 12, that God listens. He hears your every prayer. In Romans 8, 28, the Bible says that God works all things together for our good. In 1 John 3, 1, it says this, how great is the love that the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God for that is what we are. 
In the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 9, God said, not Luke Brendling, God said this, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. In other words, when things don't come to pass on your time scale, when your plan doesn't quite work out, you need to trust me a little bit more, for I am God, and I see beyond what you currently see. Trusting in God's timing, and they're going to put it up here on the screen, means this. It means being comfortable. It means being comfortable that even though you don't know how everything is going to work out, you have a peace within that God does. I'll say that again. Trusting in God's timing means being comfortable that even though you don't know how everything's going to work out, You have a peace within that God does. See, sometimes God doesn't answer your prayer straight away or or give you what you desire overnight because he is protecting you or preparing you for something bigger. That, That is what a good father does. I mean, would you buy your child a car for their 14th birthday? I mean, it would be a generous gift. But it would also be irresponsible on so many levels. A wise father, a loving mother, they would wait until they're old enough, until they have passed their driving test, until they are ready to to cruise down the Prince of Wales Road on a Friday night. (laughs) Hey, some of you are guilty of that. I know it. They would wait. They would wait until they are ready to handle such a gift, to handle such an answer, despite how many times that child begs and besieges and asks for that car. They would wait. And some of you 14-year-olds are saying, yeah, that's my prayer for the year. (laughs) But you see, timing is everything. Timing is everything. And, and, And for some of you in here, you may have to wait a little bit longer for that answer or for that opportunity, but that's okay. That's okay, take heart, be still, wait well. A delay is not a denial. God is currently right now working things out behind the scenes. He will show up at just the right time and you will not miss out. You will not miss out. I feel that's a word for someone in this place today. But for others in here, for others in here, the wait is over. Oh, someone just got goosebumps in that moment. (laughs) This is your time to launch out into the deep. You weren't ready for it before, but now you are. And you need to lift your levels of expectation and give that thing another go. Now, it may not make sense. You may have walked that path many times before, but that was in your timing. That was in your timing. Had the fishermen gone out again the next day or the next day, I'm sure they would have caught something eventually. However, there is a difference between your success and God's success, and it is called timing. Timing. 
You see, now, I sense in my spirit today, now is your time to go again. Now is your time to move again, to try again. You are not going to go into a new year with the same old problems, the same old mindset, the same low expectations. I sense God saying, run after that dream again. Ask that question again. Give your marriage another go again. Seek that help again. Try writing that book again. Expect that miracle again. Get up again and knock on my door for the door which has been locked will open in my timing. Oh, come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, give it another go. Now turn to your least favorite neighbor. (laughs) And say, give it another go too. Oh, some of you husbands are in trouble over Sunday roast today. Turn the wrong way first, eh? (laughs) The second thing when it comes to giving it another go is this, is that it requires obedience. Giving it another go requires obedience. Luke 5, 5, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Simon did obey. Not straight away. (laughs) There was some pushback. You see, at this point in time, he didn't know Jesus too well. He may have known of Jesus. He may have heard him speak. But he wasn't yet one of Jesus' disciples. He was still Simon the fisherman. And a professional fisherman at that. Which makes this part of the story even more fascinating. He spent his days and his nights out on the open waters. This man knew how to catch fish. He didn't need to listen to the suggestions of anyone else. Especially that of a carpenter. He didn't need to listen to a carpenter. But there was obviously something very different about Jesus. To call him master without yet knowing him was a public acknowledgement of his authority. And then to obey him certainly demonstrated a level of humility in Simon. Now, there was, there was hesitation in his response. He was quick, wasn't he? He was quick to let Jesus know that I'd already tried what you are suggesting. (laughs) We've done it all night to little success. However, he still chose to obey. Do you know, following God's commands aren't always easy. They can stretch you, convict you, challenge you, frustrate you change you. Sometimes they make such little sense at the time that you question if it was God at all. I remember being uh, in a worship service one night back in 2006 in Sydney, Australia. I was a Bible college student there and it was a fantastic evening service. But I had a routine Before each night service, I would go down to the local cash point 
and I would withdraw $70. That was about 40 pound, because straight after the night service, I would go to the supermarket, and I would do my weekly food shop. I liked the supermarket quiet. Anyone else like me? I like it quiet. And so I'm standing there during worship, when all of a sudden, I thought I heard the, a, a, a word from God. And I thought God said to me, Luke, I want you to empty the contents of your wallet to that elderly couple sitting about six rows away from me. Now, at first I said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I'm a student. I'm on a budget. I need my protein for the week, eh? However, as the service continued, I knew what I had to do. And after the service, I went down and I, I gave this couple the $70. And the elderly lady started to cry. She told me that they had an outstanding bill for $70 and they had no way of paying it. I said, well, praise God, thank you, Lord. My work here is done. However, 12 months later, I bumped into this couple again. I hadn't seen them since, but for several weeks, they had been carrying around an envelope. And so they gave me the envelope and asked me to open it. I opened it, and inside of that envelope was $140. It was double what I had given them the year before. And they told me that the year, the year that Sunday, I came to them and blessed them with that money. Their financial situation completely turned around to the point where they could now bless me. And I tell you, yeah, you can give God a praise for that. I tell you, I needed that money. Uh, I was three weeks away from finishing. I was broke. And so they were an answer to my prayers. Luke eleven twenty eight says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. In other words, obedience to God brings success. Brings success. God doesn't ask you to do certain things because he is out to get you. The Bible doesn't say that we are to keep his commands because God is a control freak and wants to spoil your fun. No, it says the complete opposite. In fact, someone once told me that the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, stands for this, best instructions before leaving earth. Best instructions before leaving earth. Do you know the Bible is an instruction manual written by God, our maker, our creator, so that we can hear his heart and follow his guidance. The Bible enables us and empowers us to live out the plan that God has called us to live. There are instructions in it to help you, not hinder you. It has been written so you thrive and do not dive. They are penned to reveal God's plan for all of humanity. God is waiting on obedience for you to hear his voice and then act on it. That is why Jesus didn't make the fish just jump straight into Simon's boat that night. Oh, could you imagine? Imagine. He, he could have done it. That would have been easy for Jesus to do that. It would have looked absolutely spectacular, but it would have required no 
obedience. No obedience. Jesus was not going to do everything for Simon that night the same way he isn't going to do everything for you. You've got a part to play. And it starts by being obedient, surrendering your ways to his ways, following in his commands. When you do that, you will find that the fish are waiting on you. They are waiting on you. Oh, I wonder today. I wonder what God has lined up for you on the other side of your obedience. I wonder what's waiting for you. Is this helping you this morning? That's good because I'm just getting warmed up. Perhaps the keys can come forward as I give you my final, my final point when it comes to giving it another go. And it is this, number three is that giving it another go demands active faith. It demands active faith. Obedience is not only hearing the word of God, it is acting on it. Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Launch means to send out. Launch means to to throw yourself into it. To launch implies a level of force. Launch means a degree of commitment. Once that net leaves your hand, it is committed to where it is going to land. There is no going back for the net. I see it like faith. Faith is fully stepping into the unknown without seeing the complete path. Jesus was very intentional with his language to Simon. Launch. Launch your nets into the deep. Don't you just tentatively drop them over the side of the boat. Ah, maybe I'll catch something. Maybe I won't. Ah, maybe something will happen good to me this year. Maybe it won't. No, Jesus said, throw that net out with conviction. In other words, lift your levels of expectation and believe that you're going to reel in a catch of fish so large that it's going to astonish you for the rest of your days. Do you know when an aeroplane is on the runway getting ready to take off? Firstly, you better hope that the pilot has enough faith to get that big machine up into the air. And secondly, that he or she knows where that thrust lever is. Because the only way that plane is coming off the ground is when the pilot hits full speed on that runway. Do you know there can be no hesitation on the runway? There can be no slowing down on the runway. There can be no turning back on the runway. If you're going to see that thing take flight, then you need to face forward and go full throttle first. You need to be all in 
You need to be all in. But you will also notice, you will also notice that to launch something means you have to first let go of something. The plane cannot truly experience the wind beneath its wings and do what it was created to do whilst on the ground. It has to let go of the land to enjoy the air. It cannot be caught between the two. God has got something for you. Blessings, breakthroughs, answers, but it is going to require both the letting go and a stepping out. And some of you know that. You know what you're supposed to do in 2024. But you find yourself trapped between the two. There are days when you can let go of the net. You can let go of the past, but, but, you, but you don't have the courage to take that step. And there are days when you wake up and you feel ready. You're going to step into all that God's for you, but, but you can't let go. You can't let go. And maybe, maybe it's because you don't fully believe that you belong there, that God has really opened the door for you. Maybe it's because you don't feel worthy enough or good enough or qualified enough. It could be that, that you've caught a glimpse of your future, but, 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 but you just can't let go of the past. And so you find yourself just holding on to that old habit, holding on to that old bit of pain. Oh, you say you're living in freedom, but, but you're still holding on to that small slice of unforgiveness. Letting go of the familiar to experience the unknown is always daunting. When we know our surroundings, our routines, our environment, it's so tempting to want to stay there like a baby bird that is nestled inside of its mother's nest. It is hard to leave that place of comfort. It is hard to leave that place of security, even when we don't like it. Even when we feel like we don't fit here anymore. We allow the thought of change to overwhelm us. You know, being being uh, terrified of the unknown, it paralyzes you. It stops you from entering in to the abundance, the blessings and the adventure. The adventure that God has in store for you. Oh, if a baby bird never lets go of the side of that nest, if it doesn't launch out... It will never know that it has wings that can stretch forth and go way beyond what it can currently see. Oh, there is more for you. There is more for you from the youngest to the oldest in this place. In 2024, there is more for you, but it's out in the deep. That's where the treasure lies. Oh, it's scary. It's scary. You're going to have to be courageous. You're going to have to walk an unfamiliar path. But it's in that place where you come to know the sustaining power 
the divine plans and the abundant provision of God. If you believe it, give him a hand of praise in this place. And perhaps the rest of the band can come forward. As I bring this to a close, I have to have a close, otherwise I preach all day. And that's bad news. Well, maybe not, maybe not for some. And so, despite Jesus' crazy command and Simon's hesitations, he puts into action what Jesus asked him to do. And he takes a step and his net was filled to breaking point. Verse 9 even says that everyone there was astonished at this catch of fish. It got me thinking this. And if you don't remember anything else I say today, you remember this. I wonder if we replaced our hesitations with greater expectations, what could we see God do in our lives? I'll say that again. If we replaced our hesitations with greater expectations, what would we see God do in our lives? Friends, you don't want to get to the end of your days and look back and wish that you believed God for a little bit more, that you gave a little bit more, that you done a little bit more. This week, I want to challenge you to pray a big prayer, a big prayer. This week, let's do something that requires both faith and action. Let's believe that in 2024, not only can God astonish you, but He can astonish every single person that is connected to you. And perhaps we can get ready to sing band. You see, if Jesus could fill an empty net full of fish, then I wonder what He could fill a life that is fully devoted to Him. Remember who we're serving. Remember who we're following. Our God in heaven is not lacking or limited. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the God in the signs and wonders business. He is for you. He is with you. He loves you. Nothing is too hard for Him. So trust in His timing. Obey His Word. I believe that there is great faith in the house. And I want to pray for every single person in just a moment. But before I do that, wherever I go, I always want to take a moment to give people an opportunity to make their peace with God, to invite Jesus to come alive in you. You know, if I was to read you the rest of that story there in Luke 5, that was the day the Bible says that Simon, he put down his nets and he followed Jesus for the rest of his life. That miracle, that miracle changed the entire course of his life. And I believe that for some of you in here today, you need to make that same decision Simon made all those years ago and say, that's it. I may not understand it all, 
I might not get it all, but I want to know Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. You see, the Bible says that Jesus Christ died on a cross to pay the penalty for your sin and my sin. He took our sin, our shame, our guilt. He took it to the grave. But the Bible boldly declares that three days later, the grave could hold him no more. And Jesus rose from the dead. In rising from the dead, he smashed through the chains of sin. He broke through the bonds of death and he made a way. He made a way for you and I to be forgiven, loved and accepted. The Bible calls it the gift of salvation. You cannot buy it, you cannot earn it, you cannot work for it, but you can receive it by repenting of your sins, which means you say sorry to God for all the bad things you've done. You turn towards Him and you invite Him to come alive in you. And the Bible says that the moment you do that, you become a new creation, never to be the same again. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, I would love the the privilege of praying with people in this room and those watching online. And so if I'm talking to you, I'm going to count to three. And on three, I just want you to lift up your hands. Maybe you've never made this decision before. Perhaps it's the first time you've ever come to church. But you know, you know something's stirring in your heart. Or perhaps once upon a time, you did say yes to Jesus, but you've backslidden. You've fallen away and you're not living the life that God has called you to live. If that's you on three, then would you slip up your hands? I see hands going up already. That's awesome. Thank you. One, two, three. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you there. Wonderful. Thank you. Right at the back. Praise God. Thank you. Wow. So many of you this morning. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say a prayer and I want every single person Even if you didn't raise your hand, I want every single person to repeat this after me. So come on, church, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me to forgive all my sins and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Come on, let's give those people and our God a round of applause. Praise God. I know Pastor Steve is going to come up in a moment and share with those people that made that decision today what to do next. But before he does that, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you and your, your year. Perhaps 2023 was the worst year of your life. Perhaps you come into this year with low expectations. You, you've heard me today, but there's great tension in your heart. You're disappointed. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you've been believing God for something similar to me and Lisa for for many, many years. And you say, it's all right for you, Luke. I've been praying 10 years, 15 years, and I still haven't seen it. I've got great faith in this place today. 
And I don't know what that thing is. I don't know what it is. It could be something small. It could be something very large. But I do know this. That God hears every prayer. And that He can step into your situation today. And so if you could, would you close your eyes and lift two hands to heaven. Every single one of you, if you're believing, if you've got great expectation for 2024, or if you've got low expectation for 2024, I want you to lift your hands and I want you to begin to submit your request to God. Why don't you begin to pray? That's it, you begin to pray. You can pray quietly. You can pray out loud. You can pray in your spirit. Maybe you brought someone with you today and you know what they're going through. You know what's ahead of them for this year. It's a tough year. Why don't you put your arm around them too and add your faith to their faith. And we're going to believe for great breakthrough. Father, yeah, Father, just move in this place. That's it. Just move. Holy Spirit, move. That's it. Just move. Just move. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. That's it. That's it. Just give Him your praise. Give Him your praise. Give Him your praise. That's it. That's it. Turn those worries into worship this morning. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. Jesus. Father, you see every hand that is lifted in this place. And Lord, I want to add my faith to their faith and believe and believe for the impossible to come to pass. Lord, your word declares that the prayer offered up in faith can make the sick person well. And so, Father, we declare healing in this place. We know that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And so, Lord, I speak provision into lack. Lord, I speak restoration into brokenness. Lord, I pray that you would ignite new dreams, new, new business ventures. Lord, that you will do a great work in people's lives, in their situations. Lord, we thank you that you are indeed the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we thank you that nothing, nothing, nothing is too hard for you. And so God, we declare it today that we lay lay aside 2023 and we fix our eyes on 2024. We look to you. We place our hope in you. We put our trust in you and we declare that 2024 will be a year of impact a year of influence, a year of increase in Jesus' mighty name. What a great atmosphere of faith. Come on, who loves God's Word? Who loves to receive and to, to be encouraged and inspired? And Luke Brendling just brings that, doesn't he? He's, a, he's the same off the platform. He's an encourager. He's full of life. And he's poured his heart out to us today. So come on, church. Let's thank Luke for inspiring us, bringing some faith into the house. He's a good man. Who would have thought Tavram 
Not just Luke, but obviously Pastor John. Taverham is punching, isn't it? <laughs> Doing pretty amazing. Who else is from Taverham? Connie, you're genuinely from Nick Cowell. There you go. See, that's like the trifecta. Pastor John, Luke Brendling, and Nick Cowell all come from Tabram. Some very good things. I love it. And you know what? If you responded to Luke's message, responded to Jesus in that moment, we want to congratulate you. That is the greatest decision you'll ever make. Whether you're in the building or you are watching online, we want to say a massive, massive well done. So one more time. Come on, let's congratulate all of those who responded to Jesus. That's what it's about. If you're online, put it in the chat and our team will see that. But if you're in the building as you leave, our team came especially to meet with you. They want to give you a gift because you've just taken a first step. We want to see you make the next step. And the next step is to grab, to get a Bible that our team are waiting. People like Nick Cowell will be waiting to meet you. And it will make your day to meet him. And, you know, not only that, but we, we run this course called Follow Jesus. We're actually going to do it online on Zoom because we want to help you to take the next step and the next step. So why don't you do that too? So as you take your seats, come on, let's congratulate those people one more time. I love it. What a great decision. Thanks again for tuning in. If you said yes to Jesus today by saying the salvation prayer, we'd love for you to email connections at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision you've just made. And if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, head to soulchurch.com. And don't forget to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Soul Church UK. Take care and God bless.